0: This is Sports Best coming at you like the end of a cigar that's been growing an ash tail since you <laughs> lit it and is about to fall in the queso. He is Larry Chilicon Olson, and I am Andrew. No chips for me, please. Keller. How are you doing, Larry? When was the last time you had guacamole? That's a
1: nice treat. Actually, last night my wife made some guacamole. And by the way, um, they call in the tenderloin. That's what they call me, Ashtail. That's my nickname. like ash Ashtail. <laughs> what do you put anything in your
0: guacamole, or is it solely uh, avocado?
1: That is a great question. I am not the avocado guacamole maker in my family. My daughter and my wife. I just eat it. You don't know what they put in it. I have no
0: idea. Oh it tastes great though. Uh, a big controversy. Maybe not controversy, but in Texas, a lot of times, or other places they put mayonnaise in to make Ooh. it creamier and, and, and cut it so it, it'll go a little bit further so it's not like the pure colombian yeah. cocaine it's it's cut down <laughs> it's cut down with mayonnaise nobody i'm gonna that. officially
1: not endorse mayonnaise in my well, i don't know maybe they put it in there and maybe they're not tell me and i don't know
0: i don't know i'm a we're no mayonnaise house over <laughs> here but i don't know about you know <laughs>
1: If you are paying attention to the underbelly of Major League Baseball lately, Andrew, it's all about the pitching's too good and the hitting's not so good. MLB, Major League Baseball, not so thrilled about the lack of offense. They've mentioned moving the mound back, getting rid of the shift. One thing that they're definitely going to start doing is cracking down on pitchers using illegal substances. We did that story about a pitcher being kicked out recently for having sun lotion on his hat, and they've actually started suspending minor league pitchers so big league pitchers are feeling the heat that their secret sauce is going to get taken away. And some theorize that they've stopped using it and are now not pitching as good. Josh Donaldson of the Twins went on record publicly and called out Yankees pitcher Garrett Cole It said something like, now that he's not using the sauce anymore, his spin rate isn't as good and he's not that good. Cole was asked by the press about a substance he specifically used called spider tack, To which he said, I cannot answer that. (laughs) As it turns out, Cole and Donaldson met up this week. Yankees beat the Twins 9-4. There was some speculation that Cole was going to plunk Donaldson. He did not do that. He just struck him out and then stared at him a couple of times.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in the 90s, we were upset because people were hitting too many home runs. And that was because of steroids. I mean, I, I still stick with my fact that baseball complains too much this was great seeing uh, Garrett Cole go go out and still give him the heat give him the business as I say he had two fastballs over a hundred and he averaged 98 point two miles per hour and so he's still got the heat um, but as soon as the hitters start hitting too much baseball is gonna say oh we need more we need more defense so I think it's it's a fun fun little rivalry but um, uh Stop bitching.
1: I uh, am not a minor, major league baseball player, uh, just a guy sitting in silence. sidelines. But I've heard this theory that hitters really don't actually want pitchers to get rid of the secret sauce because it gives them much more command of the ball. They're throwing harder than ever, and they actually want them to have the spider tack because it helps them keep command and then not throw it at their head.
0: Yeah, I mean, you always need to, you always need to be pushing the envelope on what's legal and what's not if you're going to be at the top of your game and be competitive. I don't know you, I think it was the late '90s or early 2000s. They had these contacts that the uh, baseball players could see the ball better. Do you do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened with that. Maybe it really wasn't um, a helpful thing. But like the spider tack or whatever it no. is, you need to be trying
1: to be able to be the best. And I, yeah. I, I, we liked it. I feel like the general consensus, as you mentioned this, we like it when there's lots of hitting and home runs. Maybe mm-hmm. everybody doesn't like it as much when the pitching's good. That's why everybody is in this kerfuffle right now. Nobody was having a big problem when we were hitting home runs. They weren't like, right. well, I guess we should move the pitching mound up. So I don't know. I feel like that's why we're in this situation we're in.
0: Well, there's also this push to for Major League Baseball to appeal to younger fans yeah. who are more in tune with highlights and clips. And if it's a bunch of strikeouts and a lot of defense, there's less highlights to be able to send out there. So that's probably another thing being like, hey, we need to be more sensational. We want people to tune in that are under 30 or 30.
1: Millennials like the highlights.
0: Yeah, they do. do. Have you ever been injured before? Yeah, I broke my collarbone a long time. When was the last time you thought about that before you did something? Mm, It's been a bit. So i read this story. Dak Prescott has gone on record saying he's mentally moved on from his <gasps> ankle injury. In uh, October 11th of 2020, he had a compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. And he's been rehabbing. And he finally was like, I've mentally put that to bed. I first read it and I was like, this is kind of some hogwash. But there is something to like knowing in the back of your mind that you have an injury. I've, uh, I had surgery on my hip. I tore my quad my yeah my quad and for the time after that I thought about it before I would do activities and it was it was always there even if I wasn't physically inhibited and now I don't think about it anymore and maybe I'm a it has effects but the mental aspect of it and being able to move forward is a big deal so hopefully Dak Prescott mentally putting the ankle injury behind him is good news for the Cowboys
1: that's injury ptsd i feel like he buried the injury. Is that's like did he like physically go and get a coffin put the injury in it he
0: he buried it deep deep oh. inside yeah. he probably put it under when he was in uh seventh grade and people made fun of him for wearing white pants after labor day and uh, <laughs> previously that was the most traumatic memory he had and now it is the uh ankle injury so Time to move on. And as we know, the Cowboys are favored to win the Super Bowl this year as they are every single year.
1: Oh, I hope they win for your sake. I hope actually a recent uh, friend is a large Cowboys friend. So um, a new friend or recently, a new, a new friend that I've just met recently. I was like, he's like, Oh yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. I was like, Oh brother, another Cowboys fan in my life. I
0: get, I get a a lot of disdain for people who aren't from the state of Texas or neighboring state that's a big fan not friend of the show jeff finger Ah. is from san diego and he's a huge cowboys fan i'm like you have no reason to be a cowboys fan cut it out he might be
1: the most obnoxious cowboys fan i know yeah well yeah he might be He might be as we've been chronicling mr aaron Rodgers not happy with his team the green bay packers he's been throwing a bit of a tantrum in the media also not showing up to the team's offseason workouts part of the reason he's pissed is because the team drafted a quarterback last season, Jordan Love. Well, imagine if you're Jordan Love and Mr. Rogers is not at these offseason practices and you're now the main dude. Lots of pressure on you. Yes, it's not going so well for Mr. Love. And uh, at practice, he's missing lots of throws. Making matters worse, lots of Mr. Rogers' favorite players are sticking up for him and probably give him the cold shoulder at football practice. Here's what I would say about this. I understand it, but aren't they essentially – going to work and and going to their jobs shouldn't these players all act like professionals it's a business like this is a business football's a business whatever they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers is a business why are these players taking it so personal it is a business but
0: also the people that are drawn to that sport are 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 very ego like you have to have a huge ego and they're like hey this is about me I I like like this story because of schadenfreude like you want to see I don't know if it's schadenfreude, but like (laughs) seeing people fail and it's kind of hey, stick it to the man Green Bay, which arguably Green Bay is probably the least quote the man of all the NFL franchises. It's owned by the citizens or it's owned by the public like it's not or their stadiums owned by the public. Um, But. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, we kind of went through the same thing with Brett Favre and it worked out. I don't know if the same thing will happen for Jordan love. This is his second mini camp. And last year reports where he he wasn't doing very well either. So it seems like if things stay on the same trajectory, Aaron Rodgers might get the last laugh, but also to your point, his teammates that are tanking intentionally, like his goal is to not come back. So them tanking for him isn't going to help them in the long run.
1: I do have just a little bit of bad news from uh, Jordan Love. If you're feeling the pressure at an off-season workout where nobody's watching, eh, my pressure might be a little heavier when you travel to Kansas City to play the Chiefs in the regular season. So you might want to start dealing with pressure.
0: Yeah, playing against the partial owner of the Kansas City Royals. That's a Maybe. big deal. I yeah, mean, from Maybe. Utah State, all the way from Utah State. Logan, Jordan. Utah, by the way. The great Logan, Utah. Yeah. Well, I, he went to Utah. Yeah. Well, the beef from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. We can talk about the beef between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. Beef. Brooks Kepka Brooks. Kepka In an interview, said that this beef that they have is, quote, good for the game, which I think is true. I kind of talked about it before about helps their Q rating. But you think about like other aspects of life, like why people are tuning in more. You think about the fight that just happened last week and Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. (sighs) It wasn't because Logan Paul is the best fighter. It's because he's really good at uh, getting people (laughs) to look at him and further... Uh, conveying that there's no such thing as bad press. And so if people are talking about Kepka and DeChambeau, it's good for PGA.
1: That's certainly true. The thing that I don't understand about this is Brooks seems like a very low key, mild mannered, not want to put himself in the spotlight kind of Mm -hmm. dude, but him talking about this beef and keeping the beef going is putting him further in the spotlight. So you're right. It's good for golf maybe not good for Brooks, but he keeps egging it on. So whatever. I mean, it might be good because his name keeps coming up and up and like, that's going to make his
0: sponsors be happier because they're talking about him. I mean, the ultimate example is United well, maybe the world, but us politics think about like how much money the, uh, the cable news outlets make during election time because we're polarizing and we're like, well, this person's evil and this person's evil. And so, on a lighter note, Kepka and Deschambeau are doing the same thing. And it, if they, if they just kept their heads down, we wouldn't be talking about golf right now. The story would be Phil won the PGA Championship, and then it would go on the back burner
1: again. But here, just a little minor point about this: Is there anybody that's maybe on the periphery of liking golf that now likes golf because? Brooks Kepka and Bryson D have a beef. I don't know if they're gonna necessarily
0: watch the sport more, but I think they're gonna like follow the beef. That that thing on Twitter with the eye roll and his post-game <laughs> game interview was great. And it's I think it's just gonna attract the younger generation because people mm. like seeing confrontation. It from the from the comfort of their home. They don't want to be involved in it, but the people like watching it. It's like watching the train wreck. And uh I'm excited to see. I, I, I'm excited to see it keep going. I think if it was real, it might not. It's probably not anymore, but they're going to keep it going. PGA is the new
1: WWE. That's Here's what I, what I, learned. Here's what I learned today. I'm going to follow the beef. I'm going to follow the beef, Andrew. <laughs> it's what's for dinner. <laughs> That's what here's something about. I don't necessarily always understand. So the Olympics are like held at the end of summer, and then most of the sports choose the people that are going to represent the country in that sport at the beginning of summer right so they're currently doing the track track time trials for the usa and swimming so they haven't really decided who's on the team yet i don't know why they don't do that a year ago so the guys would know hey for the next year i could prepare for the olympics doesn't matter i don't care whatever Bottom line is they got to choose the USA basketball team, right? Mm. And they're going to do that in Vegas, which I think is interesting, right? They're going to plan who's going to play for the USA basketball team in Vegas. Let's see who shows up for practice. But here's the question. You know, if you're Steph Curry and you've played a lot of basketball games over the last 10 years and you're very injury prone and you've just come off a bas- basketball season that was a little longer and extended because of a coronavirus, do you risk going to the Olympics and getting injured But on the flip side of that, you build your global brand. If you do go to the Olympics, like it's an interesting decision for these athletes. Do I go and risk injury, but build my brand or take the summer off and rest up?
0: Yeah. I mean, Steph Curry is an interesting one because he's a little bit older in his career. Like you said, more prone to injury. Uh, He doesn't really have anything to prove. Uh, But I think if I was him, you'd take the take it, go for it, get a gold medal, help build your brand, help build your legacy. And do it Um, to the question that you said you didn't care the answer for if they picked them a year ago people could get hurt like LeBron might have been picked a year ago and him him and Anthony Davis aren't going definitely because of injury so I think it's interesting that the basketball players basically get a pick be like hey I'm gonna go there's not really. I have to prove it like uh, the smaller the smaller roles. Well,
1: I think that's point. certainly true, like Steph Curry, but I feel, and maybe some of the bigger stars, but some of the, you know, I don't know, I feel like USA basketball's a reason. For recently, the non-starters? They, yeah, they feel like they need to fill out the roster of people who actually rebound, who yeah. actually pass. There's like the heavy part, and then, you know. All right, so the, some of the people
0: who thinking are probably going to be on the team could be Steph Curry, like we said, maybe Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard. So, I mean, those types of that's guys me. can just be like, hey, I'm going to do it. Jump up. But, yeah, also, it's interesting that the USA basketball is going for their fourth straight gold medal, which yes. is sad because U-S-S-A. we had that one year where we got third. U-S-A. Uh, you think we're the best? USA! USA! But we are the best. We are the best, Andrew. We are <laughs> the best. <laughs> we're uh, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. This a guy, James Iron Cowboy Lawrence, oh, my on Tuesday just completed oh. his 100th consecutive Ironman. <laughs> so he decided oh. that he was oh. going to do 100 Ironman in a row. In 2014, he did 50 in a row. And uh, he, he said he wanted to challenge himself. And he's like, 75 didn't scare me. So it had to be 100. Uh, I think it's interesting. He got supported by his wife. He had all sorts of like crew and stuff, but his wife was someone supporting him. Basically, that's like saying, I'm not going to see you for 100 days. Cause Iron Man, I don't know what his average was, but they're probably, if you're doing 100 in a row, 14, 15 hours a day. So, like, all you're doing is exerting energy, eating and sleeping. So, how good could, I don't know, I, I judge his marriage more than his feats.
1: His <laughs> I like that we're judging the Iron Cowboy. Honestly, I saw this story, James Iron Cowboy, and Googled it like five times to make sure this was not an Onion article. I, isn't an Iron Man 26 miles running, whatever amount of swimming? 112. Like, that's amazing that he did that for 100 days in a row.
0: It's crazy. I mean, there was a interview in a runner's world and I got the audio from it, and this is what he was saying.
1: That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. When I got (laughs) tired, I slept. When I got hungry, I ate. When I had to go,
0: (laughs) cowboy. you know, I went. So, I mean, it's that simple. Once you just start doing it, you keep doing it for no particular reason at all.
1: Um, The Iron Cowboy, I love it!
0: I was I was trying to find like I mean obviously he's getting sponsorship or doing something but there was no real like I'm not raising money for a charity it was like hey I'm selfishly going to do a hundred Iron Man in a row we would think you would think the story would be us praising him but I, I have you judged him You're judged
1: him judged
0: him real hard I love it. oh my goodness well college baseball is getting ready for the playoffs. I mean, you might already know this, but the tail end of this show is very uh, soundbite heavy. The Virginia Cavaliers have advanced to the Super Regionals of the NCAA Basketball Tournament. They won 4-3 over Old Dominion, and their pitcher in a post-game interview, his name is Stephen so Scotch, Scotch? Scotch. <laughs> he was interviewed and uh, th- I <clears throat> I can't really set it up. It's just you just what he says is great. This is this is his interview. Well emotions are <laughs> go in, win. I heard a fan offer free dipping dots if I blew it, which the <laughs> price of dipping dots with inflation is just unreal. So for a brief moment I was like, damn, dipping dots sound good. But also, I thought in the back of my head, we win today, we win tomorrow, or tonight. We're going to be here another day. That's more per diem. So that means I can buy my own, dip and, dots and, <laughs> buy my own dip and Dots and be a winner. I can buy my own and Dots and be a winner. This guy uh, has a future in comedy after his oh. baseball career is over. That, like, he doubled down on that, and uh, it, there was, uh,
1: that, was, that was great. You don't see that very often in a post-game interview. I don't know if I love more is the fan offering the Dippin' Dots or him mentioning the Dippin' Dots in the post-game interview.
0: Yeah, that's... (laughs) It's a a deep pull from either side. I love Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future. And then I think in the late 80s, it was the ice cream of the future. And uh, I feel like we're in the future right now, and I don't see Dippin' Dots more now than I did before, but maybe because I'm going to less theme parks.
1: I don't ever pass a Dippin' Dots booth and go like, God, I could use some. I always want them,
0: Always. Always. I like when anytime I pass an Auntie Ann's, I have to get a cinnamon sugar pretzel.
1: Oh, or
0: what's it? Auntie Ann's? There's two pretzel places. Cinnabon, Cinnabon. I just enjoy the smell and I never stop there. Oh, shame on you. Not good. This has been Sports Best. Do not patronize Cinnabon. I'm Andrew Balleri. Thanks for stopping by.